I do my best to live a healthy lifestyle. I try to get out there, work out, break a sweat when possible. I'm not necessarily a fitness or a, a wellness freak, but I'm just trying to be a little bit healthier every single day, which is where Sun Warrior comes into play for me. It is a plant-based, eco-friendly, performance-boosting, all things brand that I want to talk about. And it's their active nutrition line that is something that I've been messing around with over the course of the past couple of months. And it's really working out for me because with protein, creatine, pre-workout and hydration, these products are designed to optimize your performance. And I'm always up for optimizing any aspect of my life, even boosting my own energy reserves or being more hydrated after a long day in the gym or on the golf course. It really does turbocharge my recovery. It's something that I really take seriously and it's real nutrition for real life. So go check out sunwarrior.com and use code FIRST. Freaking first cut. Golly. Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your Megapod for the 3M Open. I've got the coach here, but the coach, you're actually, you're there. You're somewhere. You're not at home. Yeah, we're taking the show on the road. And as you can tell, I don't stay in the same room as Mark Emmelman when I do PGA Tour Live. No, 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 no. But I'll be here for three straight weeks, two weeks of PGA Tour Live. And then the big Corn Ferry Tour Utah Championship. I will be here for that as well. So we'll be on the road for three weeks. Uh, Mark Immelman is here. Mark, is that because you stay in the penthouse suite or what is coach referring to? <laughs> yeah, you know, some of us get the special treatment. Hey, speaking of coach, um, I'm doing the three playoff events with live. Yeah. And I saw that I'm on the same crew as you um, for one of the streams there. I think yes. BMW. Yeah. Well, I actually switched off and I'll be doing the tour championship now. So, uh, I'm not doing the BMW, but I will be here for one of the three. So we got it. We'll do dinner. We'll do dinner. Sounds good. Coach, coach, did you switch off because you saw Mark's name on the list, or how you did that happen? Well, no, I didn't, but it's just a, I guess it's a nice side effect of switching off that tournament. All kidding aside. <laughs> Uh, we are still, we are still recovering, uh, from, from the open championship and coach, uh, we haven't had a chance to chat since, uh, everything went down, uh, at the old course. So I just kind of wanted to pick your brain a little bit, you know, Rory McElroy down in defeat camp Smith comes back, shoots an eight under 64, just kind of magical stuff going on at our, our final uh, major of the year. Yeah, and it gave everything that we love as as sports fans, not just golf fans. I think you had a young stud who we're going to see a lot more of him and Cam Young have a spectacular finish. Then you had Cam Smith, a spectacular back nine. That's exactly what we want when we have a major championship. Don't go out and lose it. Let's have somebody come back and win it. And then the one storyline that hurts me the most because I care so much about sport, about golf, and I know how much Rory cares. And I know how much Rory wanted to have his name on the Claire Jug for the 150th. Arguably, every player said it, Rick, all week. This is the biggest. It feels like the biggest. I think this is going to gut Rory McIlroy for some time, and it would not shock me if we see the rest of the season from him just not be very good because I think this loss was devastating. That's interesting, Mark, because you know we were talking last week that all of us, I mean, we had circled – 
the open championship for Rory for six months. And it felt like we were trending in that direction. Thanks to his, his play and results at other major championships. And you wonder if, if uh, Rory was also thinking the same a little bit and, and now he's got to start over, get back into the grind and uh, find a new goal to focus on. Yeah. I think he'd probably circled um, the old course at St. Andrews as a venue, but you know, the kind of game that he has, he circles every major championship. And right now the way he's playing, he can circle anything he decides to play as somewhere where he can certainly go and contend and hopefully win. Um, if you look at the victory column, given how he's played this year, especially the latter half, it's paltry. But you know what? The guy just shot umpteen under par there at the old course and got just outplayed. And in many respects, I think now maybe he's still smarting about it some, but now a few days removed from, um, I won't say defeat because he was just outrun. And he played nicely in the final day on the final day there. You know, you can look at the thing pragmatically and kind of go, you know, I drove the ball great. I hit my irons well. I, I took advantage where I needed to. Could I perhaps have uh, adopted a different and more aggressive style of play Sunday? Maybe, but you never know because sometimes around the old course that does not pan out. So he did what he needed to. And I think in terms of giving himself a grade, he'd like to give himself an A, if not um a little bit more for what he did there so there's a lot to uh a lot to build on a lot of confidence he can take from there and look it's playoff time here in just a few weeks um and he'll be in memphis and that course will be right up his alley and then he loves ben greens and we're going to wilmington uh, which is a fantastic course very similar to congressional where he's won and then of course east lake it's been like a personal playground and there's a whole lot of money and a pretty prestigious award um, that's at the end of all of that. So uh, the year is not lost just yet. Uh, not to derail this conversation. Mark, are you going to be in Wilmington? Because I'll be in Wilmington. Um, I'm on the crew for live. I believe I might be down in St. Augustine. Okay. okay. Wow. Unless Mark. things change. We will have this event and the playoffs and the run. We'll have this whole thing covered from all, yeah. all angles. Um, the coach, there are a couple of uh, devastating stats that came out of the Open Championship that I just want to read you. Um, yeah. Sean Zock puts this into perspective a little bit. Rory McIlroy hit one bunker that week, hold out from it. Uh, he then shot two sixty sixes. He played bogey free in the final rounds from the final pairing. Somehow didn't win. Kyle Porter notes uh, Rory beat or died ninety seven and a half percent of the golfers he faced across four major championships. Didn't win any of those. And then when you look at the aggregate major championship scores of all the guys who made the cut in all four, Rory was twenty nine under. Zalatoris was 21 under Fitzpatrick was 16 under JT was three under those. Are the only four guys under par in all four uh, in that scenario, Rory has zero and Zalatoris has zero majors, man. This is a cruel game. It is a cruel game. And it's exactly why I just said, I think this is going to gut Rory for a long time because he's a student of the game. Let me give you one more stat, Rick, that's going to blow your mind. And I guarantee you that Rory has seen this. He was up three shots when he stood on the 10th tee. On Sunday, he made zero bogeys on his back nine, and he lost by two. Think about that for a second. How hard is that to do when you're up by three? And then when you go back and you look at all of it, and I know golfers are great at this because they have to be because it's so hard to win to say, well, I played great here, you know, top ten and all four. But sometimes you got to say, you know what, that's just bad luck. That is just bad luck. Why do I deserve that? And sometimes as human beings, we do that. Say, why do I deserve that? Why does Cam Smith deserve to win when I did everything 
that I possibly needed to do. I think it's going to be a hard one uh, for him to bounce back from. I just, I really do. I could be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. But all the stats you read, you know he knows them. Can I just put this into context a little bit? Because, you know, Kyle's a fine one for going, well, he's beaten everyone but four golfers in the last four tournaments. You know, yeah, that's a measure of how well the individual's playing. And all those things that Rory did and all those numbers that people uh, lavished are like, yeah, that's cool. But when Rory won Bay Hill, I can't remember the year, but I was still on the radio crew then and I had him. And that final round of 64, you guys have heard me talk about this ad nauseum because it's truly one of the great rounds that I've been able to witness in person. And so he posts the score. He goes to scoring, signs the card, hangs around there. Then we get word he's won because there was a group behind him. So now I have the winner's interview. So he does TV and then he comes to me and I've got all these statistics that my producers put in my ear that I've scribbled down on my clipboard. First and strokes gained off the tee. First strokes gained tee to green. First, but the, the whole thing was first everything. And so I, I'm like, well, I'm going to be clever and I'm going to read these things out to him just to tee him off, right? So I'm like, Rory, check this out. And someone, my mom got a picture of me doing this. It was take your mom to work day. So I'm holding the clipboard, the, the clipboard and the microphone and I'm pointing out all these statistics that he led. And I'm like, first, 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 first. Wow, man, what do you think? And he sort of looked at me and laughed and he goes, huh, was well, a good thing I was first on top of the leaderboard then. <laughs> so look, I'm saying that to share that, yeah, it's nice when they hear these things going, sure, you know, the work is paying off. But players of this ilk, in fact, all of them in the world's game, perhaps not the guys playing on the other tour right now, um, they are just interested in one thing. And that is the hardware on the mantelpiece or in the trophy cabinets. Look, when you turn around and the check cashes on Tuesday morning, that's nice. Let's not let's let's not mess around the bush here. But that claret jug, you can tell Rory all you like about only hitting one bunker and making zero bogeys on the final nine and blah blah blah. And he's gonna look at you and go, All right. I didn't Fine. Yeah. He said he said as much too because someone asked him afterward, he's like, Well, you know, you this was in the presser. He goes, well, you didn't have a good-looking birdie putt-ish on the final hole. That was sort of the gist of the question. Mm -hmm. And Rory looked at him and sort of said, well, you know, I wasn't playing for T2. Basically meaning that pitch shot was going in or it was not going anywhere. Yep. And so, look, those things are nice. But the reality of it is, especially for a guy like, remember Tiger? He goes, second place sucks. It's the first loser. And that's kind of where Rory is right now. And that's, to me, what makes his journey up this summit that he's embarked on once again um just so difficult because it's win or bust uh yeah they don't give out trophies for fewest bunkers hit at the old course unfortunately. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be nice uh spinning this ahead here coach it's a six hour time difference from the old course to where we're going to be in uh, blaine minnesota this week there's about a dozen or so guys that have made the trek, including Hideki Matsuyama, Tony Fina, Song JM, to name a few. Uh, how do you envision, if any, that kind of both major championship hangover and then also like the physical jet lag might impact some of these guys? I, I thought about all that kind of stuff because I'm sitting here and I physically flew last night from California to Florida and I'm a little fatigued, but I'm also fatigued because of how much I put into the weekend 
getting up early, watching all those. And I can only imagine the players. And there are several sprinkled in. Tony Finau uh, was the betting favorite the last time I saw it. And I would think that there's a a natural letdown, not just from a, a uh, motivation standpoint, but from a strength standpoint and an energy standpoint. Uh, so when I was handicapping this week, I looked at guys that played last week, that played well last week in the Barracuda. Ches Revy was the champion there. And then I also looked at a few guys that maybe missed the cut, but that have been playing well uh, at the Open Championship. And I kind of mm-hmm. kind of melded those things together. But uh, I don't foresee many of the guys who played at the Open Championship who are playing this week, I don't think they're going to play very well because I just think it's a hard thing to do. Yeah, not only that, uh, the jet lag, the emotion, the energy, all that stuff, but but Mark, obviously the stark contrast between the golf course that you just played in the town of St. Andrews and the golf course that you are going to play at TPC Twin Cities, uh, probably not going to create the same visuals. Nah, well, no doubt, but, but just to point out something kind of mundane and something – that is a part of the professional game and coach will likely tell you, you know, we're living in an era now where air travel is challenging um, in terms of just getting baggage. And I saw an image this morning that I actually mm-hmm. retweeted of a stash of golf bags at Edinburgh, Edinburgh airport that was over 200. Now I know that's not all the players stuff, but some, most of them are flying commercial on the way back, except for a handful really. Um, so just getting your golf clubs back, your buddy, Victor Hovland, he, he played the, uh, was it the Scottish Open with a second set of golf clubs that they'd put yeah. together for him over there. So that's the reality of it. So these guys have got to, you know, get over the jet lag. They've got to hopefully get their clubs in their bags and stuff like that. And yeah, you're going to a different venue entirely. But the beauty about the TPC Twin Cities and how it sets up is that in many respects, it has a similar sort of a flow to the old course where the fairways are wider. And it's a golf course that sort of places a premium on what you're able to do around the greens. The greens are sort of got, you know, some mounds and stuff, nothing like the old course, but it's very much a second and third shot golf course around there. All you got to do is get used to the different surface to hit off. It'll be softer. It always is with the Bermuda grass, uh, bent grass fairways. And of course, the greens will be receptive. But these guys are studies. They figure the stuff out very, very fast. So, yeah, there's going to be some jet lag. That's real. That's a part of the job. Um, but when you get there, you've got a practice round and a half, maybe. Hopefully mm-hmm. that golf swing travels and you get yourself some rest and then you go. I mean, it's as simple as that. Uh, yeah, v- Victor has the worst travel luck out there. Um, <laughs> a couple, couple of comments from from Brent. Did did Victor have his clubs reunited for the Open? I, I believe he kept the yeah. new kept set in play, play yeah. though. He kept yeah. the new set in play. Uh, and then, Coach, how about this one? Which is harder, going west to east or east to west on the jet lag? Oh, it's not even close. It's not even close. It's west to east. Are you kidding me? Now, I will say this because a lot of people ask me in my social media because they know that years ago I used to travel with Vince McMahon on his private jet for about three years. Every single, they're like, oh, that must have been amazing. You're on a private jet all the time? No, it sucked. I was 27 years old. I couldn't party with my friends in the city we just come from. But my point is this, that – Part of the reason a lot of these guys don't travel overseas on private jets is that you have to get a plane big enough to make the trip. And those cost a lot of money. Yes. (laughs) So even even Vince, when he had his big jet, would travel commercial over the pond because it just costs too much to do a private jet and then stop three times at different places because they just don't have enough gas to get there. That's why they do it. 
there you it's go. It's a tough life, Rick. It's really a tough life. Yes, <laughs> yes, it is. We'll figure out. We'll figure out the private jet over the pond thing eventually. Um, all right, gents, we are sprinting towards the finish line. Might not feel like it, but there are only one, two, three events wow. remaining. Wow. Right, three wow. events yeah. remaining in the regular season. That is this week the three M, next week's Rocket Mortgage, and of course the Wyndham Championship. So, Mark, this is um, no time to waste if you're on the outside looking in. Yeah, it's go time. I actually did a, a quick bit on CBS Sports HQ this morning, and one of the things they wanted to talk about was the player of the year race. And then the other one was, you know, it's now time, it's crunch time with the playoffs just three weeks hence. And and so I picked out, I just scrolled down the list to have a look. And because typically our storylines are more near the top of the FedEx Cup points list, right? And looking at names down there, I saw Webb Simpson at 115th currently. Remember 125 wow. going in the playoffs. Now, good news for Webb is he looks like he's trending um, and he's going to the Wyndham in just a couple of weeks' time. Which That's, is, a, that's a top eight guaranteed. Guaranteed. Hey, fans, Mark's got him at the Wyndham. So just you know. <laughs> um, Webb at Wyndham is a thing. And then Jason Day is 122nd. His game's also trending. He's in the field at the Rocket Mortgage this week. Uh, I'm sure he'll probably play Detroit as well. And then, of course, there's Ricky Fowler, who's outside looking in. So, yeah, it's go time, and it's time to play. Um, it's time to me where a lot of folks can overhype this whole thing. Because if you think about it, a lot of these players who aren't exempt because of a win, they're like, oh, shucks, I'm going to have to go back to Corn Ferry Tour Finals or whatever the case might be. And so sometimes we start to make the situation bigger than what it really is. Now, I'm not saying it's not big. But the truth of the matter is the examination is still to hit the ball in the fairway off the tee, to hit it onto the green, make a few putts, avoid disaster, you know, just pick it off where you can. And if you can keep the deal, the deal, then you're going to be okay. Because then, just like Brooks would say for major championships, well, you can count out half the field and the other guys, they're not going to play very well and blah, blah, blah. That's what it's like because it starts to get so real that at a place like the Wyndham Championship, and nerves are on end and, and you can sense the tension and it's always such a not to get ahead of it but such a dichotomy to me because you've got Wyndham that put on this event that's like all vacation and all take it easy and have fun in the sun and yeah. stuff like that and you guys stressing to keep their card so look it, it's the truth is just keep your focus do your thing you've got three weeks to play and then you do your business and then you go and make some extra cash in the playoffs a lot of names in that 126 to 150 in the field this week, coach. They know what they need to do. And we've seen guys kind of make these runs, right? You you, you get hot at the right time. Uh, you're able to kind of make a deep run into the playoffs. Now there's only three playoff events, right? We're, we're going just from FedEx to the BMW Championship to the Tour Championship. So uh, we're going to see a lot of these guys just absolutely put the put the gas on the on the on the floor. It's a good news, bad news scenario for a lot of these players because the good news is that a lot of the top players have already secured their spot. We're not going to see Scotty Scheffler before the playoffs, I don't think. Uh, we're not going to see a lot of these guys before the playoffs, I don't think. But then at the same time, now you're putting that pressure on you. Do you think Webb Simpson wants to play outside of the Wyndham? He may not. He might do that. But a lot of the guys don't feel like – they don't like being forced to play events in order to get into the FedEx Cup playoffs. But also, think about this. I feel like we're at a changing of the guard in, in this space and time in golf with all the live stuff and players going over there and all these young studs coming out of the PGA Tour University. 
a lot of the live golfers were guys that I believe this to be true. They looked at themselves and said, you know what? All these young cats, and we're going to see a lot of them this week and a lot of them next week. I can't beat them. I'm not good enough to beat them anymore. So I'll go take the money and go play over here. So what that means for the PGA Tour is you're going to see a lot of young cats that you may not know that are going to start to rise up. A couple of years ago, who won here? Matthew Wolf. We've seen Cameron Champ do well here. A lot of young guys come to this event, and they do well. And I think we're going to see more of the same sprinkled in with some of the veterans that we're talking about. But I think those veterans are on their way out and not necessarily on their way back. You're on mute, Mark. Um, while you unmute yourself, I will point out the the live guys there are uh, the guys the guys that have not resigned are still in the rankings, Mark. So I'm looking at uh, Abe Answer, 79th, uh, Brooks Kepka, 99th, Pat Perez, 113th. I imagine that when we get to the Fed, uh, to the playoffs, those guys are going to be removed, and everybody will be moved up, however many spots. Yeah, that's a game changer. You know, something mm-hmm. I, to be honest, I hadn't considered. Um, but just to come on the back of coach's point there about what the veterans are going to do, um, maybe I'm playing some cat and mouse here a little bit or just having fun, but I'm hoping, really hoping, that Walker and Neiman's in the field next week at the Rocket Mortgage event in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Just saying. <laughs> You've got this locked up. It's over. It's over. Right. Well, so we, we know, we know Mark's. We know we've got Mark's uh, rocket pick. We've got Mark's window <laughs> pick. We know his tour championship pick. We're going to get his 3M pick in a couple of minutes. Like, we're going to have the whole season laid out here for Mark in, uh, in just a matter of moments. But yeah, this is, this is actually kind of, I have to go through and see how many of these guys are still. How many of the live guys are still in uh, in the rankings? But that'll certainly open up a couple of spots for guys who are currently on the outside looking in. Uh, gents, we got to do our best bets. We got to do our one and done selections. We're going to do that. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. Are you still suffering from supply chain issues? Are they disrupting your operations? Well, have no fear because Graybar has you covered and you can rely on their nationwide logistics network to get what you need, where they need, when they need to get there and all within budget. Graybar is a trusted and leading North American distributor of electrical communications, data networking, industrial products, literally supporting products of any industry construction hospitals industrial plants schooling it doesn't matter just one clear mission to serve as that vital link in the supply chain adding value for customers and suppliers with innovative solutions and services so here's what you need to do visit graybar.com to start an order today visit graybar.com to start an order today and fix those supply chain issues with Graybar. The all new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H track all wheel drive, standard third row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. And we're back. Best 
bets. This is where we go over to Caesar Sportsbook and we scour every square pixel of the website. We come back with the best possible wager that we can find. And coach, you found yourself a matchup. What's your best bet for this week? Couldn't, couldn't believe that I got this matchup. Couldn't believe that we got this number. Now understand that on Thursdays and Fridays and for tournament picks, sometimes we are at the mercy of the sports book that we use. This week, Caesars has a lot of good matchups, at least in my opinion. McNeely played well a week ago. He's been trending upward. I think it's only a matter of if, or excuse me, when, not if, that he's going to win. And I think that could be this week. So you factor that in with Fagala, who has been playing every single week. He got into the Open Championship late. He played well at the Open Championship. So that plays into the storyline we were just talking about for a player coming over, jet lag, played well, had to play hard to get into the Open Championship. So I think this week is the natural progression back with the guy who played in Barracuda and not the Open Championship in Maverick McNeely. Uh, Minus 130 in favor of McNeely there. Speaking of guys who I think it's when, not if, Davis Riley, top 20 is my best bet. The only thing I could really argue against Davis Riley's. He hasn't played since I think the travelers. So maybe knock a little rust off. Maybe he doesn't win this thing, but I th- I've got him finishing on the first two pages of the leaderboard, uh, which Mark uh, leaves you here. Oh, with a three ball mm. and I, Oh, okay. Bo Hostler over mm. camp champ and Tom oh. Ogie. Scouring the, the, mm. the betting card. Yeah. Hey, and just to that, Couple things, coach. Last year, Louis Westhausen finished as a very I know, I know, I know. At the I Open, I know. Came to Minnesota, and I talked to him, and he was just pissy. And then shoots the final round of sixty-four and finishes runner-up or third or whatever it was. So just saying, um, I know, you I don't discount all of these guys, especially Sahith, who is a heck of a player, and I think he is so hungry to win right now. I think that's. A really iffy bet. And if I wasn't winning wine so much, I might call you on that one. Um, then last week, um, I was just disappointed because I sent my bets to producer Jacob. Last week, I found Rory McIlroy as a best bet to be the low former champion in the field for plus 240. And I hopped all over that. And that was not even a contest. So mm. last week, I had some success with that. This week, I've got two guys in Cam Champ and Tom Hoagie who have together missed the last five cuts i think it is in a row and so there's no not a whole lot of form going on there cam champ is desperate on the greens with respect tom hoagie is struggling there too this is a place that's going to be a birdie bonanza then you look at bo hostler who's training in the right direction and is a fantastic putter so at plus 200 i was like wow this is another really good looking bet at a tremendous number as well yeah, there you go. Bo Hostler over Cam Champ and Tom Hoagie, plus 200 if that one cashes. Uh, let's move on to our picks, and we'll start with our sleepers here. And, Mark, I'll just throw this right back to you. Your sleeper, which I might note, you're, the odds of your sleeper are almost the same as the odds of your pick to win, but we'll let that go. Just tell us who your sleeper is. Well, first, I want people <laughs> to realize I'm doing a thing here. Adam, Adam, and Adam. Uh, oh, the you, three Adams. The yeah. three atoms for 3M. Um, C3M. Right. Anyway, forget mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. Um, Adam Long, I was next to him on an airplane coming back from somewhere here recently. And we chatted for about an hour and a half about golf and live and everything like this. And so I ignorantly said to him, so how you been playing? You know, 
because I don't get to watch this sort of stuff very much. And he went to the effect of, he goes, listen, just because you are on the leading groups over the weekend doesn't mean that I haven't been really solid this season. And, and so he joked, he's such a good guy. And he goes, no, my game feels great. Everything's good. Um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty confident. Well, the following week, he has another top 20 or whatever it is. And so I look through his numbers and he is just fantastic. And he's good at this golf course too. So uh, I had to jump on Adam Long. Yeah, three straight top 25s, and I believe he finished runner-up here in 2020, I think, and he's made the cut a couple of years in a row. So, yeah, Adam Long, uh, certainly trending. I went with uh, the Canadian, Michael Gligic, 80-1, to one, uh, playing well. He's got four straight top 40s. He's popping. Some weeks it's the tee degree play. Some weeks it's the putter. I'm asking him to put this together and make a little bit of noise this week. And, Coach, you found yourself ball striker at 50-1. to one. Yeah, I did, and uh, a guy that – has been playing a little bit better late. Not great. Uh, but I, I couldn't help but just sit here thinking, Rick, for all those people who write our picks down and they tell us and they, they rely on us for hardcore handicapping as they're looking at their three bets going, I'm betting three atoms because <laughs> there's a theme. Oh, that makes that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I'm just messing. I'm just messing. Uh, but Grilla, to me, this, this, is a, this is a just shake it up and just kind of throw it out there. I looked at all the leaderboards the last few years at the 3M because this is a relatively new event, and nothing makes any sense. I mean, Cameron Champ's a defending champion. We can't touch him this week. So for me, this was just um, a very, very educated guess on a guy that hits it really well and has been scoring, had some really good rounds lately. So, again, these are slippery. These are not guys that we think are going to win, but guys that could do well. Yeah, that's uh, Emiliano Grillo at 50 to 1, Adam Long 35 to 1, Michael Gligic 80 to 1. Top 10 wagers. We're getting closer to the top of that board, coach. I'm going to bounce it right back to yep. you here because you found Nick Hardy at 4 to 1 to finish on the first page. bandwagon. 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 I've been, it, 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 you wouldn't say that if you watched any of my other shows that I do during the week because I'm very, very busy and I do oh, other gosh. picks on other shows and I've been picking Nick Hardy for weeks. For weeks and cashing ticket after ticket after ticket. However, this week when you look at it, fatigue to me could be a factor. I hope not because he played last week at the Barracuda. And because of his status, he's been forced to play every single week to increase his odds of making it into the FedEx Cup playoffs and getting higher. So I think this is a great opportunity with a lot of the top guys not playing for Nick Hardy to come in at plus 400. It kind of protects uh, what I think is going to be a top five showing for him this week. Yeah, Hardy uh, parlayed that runner finish on the Corn Ferry Tour a couple of weeks ago into five consecutive top 35s on the PGA Tour with three of them coming inside the top 15, including last week, T13 at the Barracuda. So certainly playing well at the moment. Uh, Mark, you and I have both found an Adam uh, inside the top 10 here. This time it's Spenson. Tell the people why. Hey, uh, first, all of those uh, results of Nick Hardy you listed were not inside the top 10. Okay, just saying. Um, and then, one of them was. Uh, one, okay. <laughs> On the PGA Tour or the Corn Ferry Tour? Uh, Travelers. He finished T8 at the Travelers. Okay, forgive me. Um, <laughs> I'm interested to see why you picked Adam Svensson first, and then I'll tell you mine. Uh, I, I generally just believe in the talent of Adam Svensson. And I think that, um, you know, when you start to look at the way – that TPC Twin City sets up. It's not particularly a wedge fest. It's kind of like 150 and out, which is where I think Svensson uh, starts to really find his stride. And when you've got what I believe to be just like significantly more talent than a lot of these other guys in this field, like he's going to end up making, he's going to end up making my board here. Yeah, I'm with you there. Um, 
I'll never forget watching him play when I was back where I'm a recovering college golf coach right now. And he transferred to Barry University down in Miami, Florida from, from UNLV because he struggled with grades and stuff like that. And there was a golfer on my team that said to me, and this kid was good, this Canadian boy. And so we go to an event and so I'm like, well, his name was Jesse. So I'm like, Jesse, look, this is one that you should expect to contend in. He goes, no, coach. He goes, there's Adam Svensson's in the field. I'm like, Who do you, what, who's this? He goes, no, I played with him for Golf Canada, and he's good. And I was like, better than you? And he goes, oh, yes. And so then I was like, come on, man, get over yourself, because the last thing you want to hear is another golfer telling you that he's going to get beaten by somebody else. And I watched this kid play, and I was like, hmm. And then I just, every week I looked for him, and he went on a tearaway, won a number of events in a row. And some of them were dominant. Some of them, he sort of came back and won, but he always just found a way. And then in the pros, I was expecting him to do more, but it looks like he's found his groove. Because when he came from uh, UNLV to Barry, he struggled a bit because he was just trying to get acclimatized. And now it looks like he's acclimatized and finally figured out who he is and his place is on the PGA Tour and not just trying to keep his card now. Now, to me, he's a contender. And this week, with a respectfully weaker field i feel like uh, it's adam's time to shine there are a lot of stories like that about adam Svensson, where caddies love him other players love his game there's just like a lot of those stories which is generally a very good sign for each of these guys uh coach i'm i'm hoping that uh your take on 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 sahith coming back from the scottish <laughs> show or coming back from scotland is a little bit is a little bit off because i've got him to win i i can't quantify the jet lag so i'm gonna act like it doesn't exist he's been driving it well i think he should be licking his chops in this field i'm gonna go with sahith over uh, uh, to win this at 22 to 1 and you're gonna back up your your head-to-head matchup wager uh, of Mav McNeely over Sahith with a Mav McNeely outright ticket. Yeah, it's been a really, really good way for me to cash tickets the last few weeks as I've been stacking guys. I did it with Xander uh, at the Scottish Open, cash both of those tickets. So I think McNeely uh, is a guy that when you look at this field, he's playing fantastic. He played good uh, again last week. And I'm going to keep riding him in a plus 2,200 in this field. Um, not a great number, but it's a good number. And I do believe that Sagala could play well this week, but I think that Thursday's round is going to cost him. And it's, it's literally driving me insane that Louis Oosthuizen did what he did a year ago because Mark is going to ride that topic for the next 10 years. You remember 2021 when he flew back, he finished. I'm saying as a whole, as a group of players, you're going to see, I believe, and again, this is handicapping. This is not 100% foolproof, but I think you'll see the Open Championship guys struggle this week on Thursday and Friday, which will cause them to finish top 20 instead of win. That's all I'm saying. We shall see. And um, we talk about it after every major, and it's going to be a thing for every major moving forward. So Mm -hmm. we'll try to do our best to figure it all out. Now, Mark, before we reveal – oops, sorry, Jacob. You're picked to win. Before we reveal that, Mark, you have three atoms on your card. There's four atoms in this field. Do you know what atom that you snubbed? Shank. Correct. Thank you. 
I wanted you to get it wrong so we could play the wrong. I've I've had like three weeks since my last broadcast gig for uh, for CBS. I've had a lot of time to uh, do research for this field. I'm ready for for this weekend. (laughs) Uh, So Shank has been snubbed. Long is the sleeper. Spenson is the top 10 wager, which leaves Adam Hadwin as your pick to win, Mark. Yeah, sort of... uh, Falling in behind coaches not playing in the open idea. Adam Hadwin didn't. Um, his record is impeccable around this place. He's got a two top tens, I believe it was one top five um, in three attempts, whatever it is. And and the game's trending. But you know, I, I made a comparison in fairway width to what they saw at the open last week. The first time I got to this golf course, it felt very much like I was sort of driving into Ontario. Now, now, humor me a little bit here because it's wide open plains. The golf course is sort of made by man where last week it was made by Mother Nature and the angels, right? So this place, their mounds and stuff that are built and the, the holes are turned by water hazards and stuff, very much like certain places that these guys play in Canada. Now, Adam's from Saskatchewan, um, but there are a lot of the courses that these young men play up there that are similar in terms of feel and flow and also green speeds and stuff stuff to what we're going to see this week. Not necessarily next week because it's a Donald Ross, but certainly this week. So I feel like this is just a pure horses for courses pick for me. Uh, I think Adam Hadwin will continue the good uh, vein of form over there. Adam Hadwin rounds out the Adams to win 25 to one for Mark Immelman, which gentlemen leaves us with one final thing to do. It's our one and done selections. We're going to do that, but first we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. And we're back. One and done. The fan vote is in. The fan vote is complete. 
Oh, interesting. Okay. <laughs> the third place <laughs> vote and not the fan selection, Tony Fino. They have opted to not go for Tony Fino. Uh, with 18% of the vote, the fans did not select Sahith Tagala. And with 25% of the vote, the fans have opted to go with one Davis Riley as their wow. selection for this week's one and done. Coach, careful, careful with your reactions because last week Kyle told the fans to pound sand with their pick. I think it was Patrick Cantlay. That was one of the best picks. So we got to these, they remember these things. I don't need to be careful at all because the fans are now moving themselves into a situation where we've let them participate. We've let them choose from like three of the top guys every single week. If they'd like to choose their own guy, then we'll see where they actually stack up. So I don't want to hear from the fans. And believe me, I'm hearing from a lot of them on Twitter. Yes. And I am now creating the biggest block party that First Cut has ever seen. VIP passes for everybody. Coach, it is going to be different next year when by this stage in the season – and they've spent a number of these blue chip picks that they've had free exactly. reign because they've played golf in the fall. It's going to be a different animal because they're talking a whole lot of trash with all the bullets they've got stashed in their holster. hundred percent. Thank you, Mark. And I don't say that very often, Rick. I know, but the, the only thing that can get you two on the same page is the fans and how, how oh ungrateful they are. I know. I know. By the way, by the way, a little teaser. Next year is the commissioner of the one and done. We're adding a little twist to it next year. That if your guy wins the week that you pick him, there's going to be a little bonus. There's going to be a little bonus now this from I everybody. Like. This I like. I, yes. I knew you would. Just a little <laughs> tweak. Just a little tweak. I just, uh, I just want a champion's belt. That's all. I just like to have there in the WWE. I want one of those belts, Coach. I want to be able to do this. I understand. I understand. And as the commissioner, I will handle even if somebody wins – that will drive me insane. And that's exactly yeah. what Mark winning would that's do. That's what's going to happen in six weeks. <laughs> oh, my God. But I'm a true professional, and I will handle my business. See it, Ajad. I must say this. Davis Riley is a good pick. I picked yes. him at the Travelers, and he looked lethargic over there. Um, th that That is a nice pick there from the fans. And, and kudos to them for leaving alone Finau and company because Davis, I think, is, is going to be good this week. Uh, well-rested and ready to rock and roll Davis Riley. Mm -hmm. Sia Najad has gone with Cam Davis, which uh, that should uh, also mean <laughs> Greg, who also picked Cam Cameron Davis, are, are going to miss the cut. That's the Sia mush that has been going on for a couple of weeks now. Kyle Porter, we have no idea where Kyle is, what he's up to. He has not submitted a one-and-done selection. I guess he didn't want to opt for Dustin Johnson three <laughs> weeks in a row. Um, I think he has given up at, at this point. So uh, I think he's headed back from Scotland. So we have no idea what his selection is. For the for a rooting interest, we should probably give Kyle someone. So my vote's okay. Tommy Ganey. Well, no. The, the rule is the lowest-ranked player. That's the rule. Who's the lowest-ranked player in this field? Derek Lamely? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't look because I actually turned my pick in. But <laughs> it's whoever's the lowest ranked player is who he gets. So, all right, whoever we'll, that is, we'll sort we'll figure that it out. out. Yeah. If, I know, if, if I know Kyle, he's almost trying to finish last right now. This is what I'm seeing out of him because then, he, then it's something that he can create some sort of a silly take out of. So that's probably where he's, he's where he's angling. 
damn, damn. You think <laughs> Kyle's in this for the takes? <laughs> He's in it for the takes. Come on, Kyle's in it for every take. Uh, oh, I like this. Let's keep this going. I like this. Actually, actually, we we do have one of the actually Marty Fish is in the field, so we could just yeah. He got a sponsor's invite, right? So he's like unranked. He's unranked, so he can't. Oh, wow, that'd be cool. Marty Let's Fish, do it. Get, um, American Tahoe. Let's give him Marty Fish. Let's do it. Marty <laughs> Fish. What's the worst that can happen? <laughs> he shoots two eighties. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right. Uh, I went with Sahith, obviously. Uh, Coach Nick Hardy, you're rolling on. You could, you're, you're still jostling this. It's it's unlikely you catch Mark, but you're still still very much in the thick of this thing. Yeah, and, and rest assured, we still have the three playoff events. The first place is a lot higher, so uh, Mark is not. He doesn't have this locked up yet by any stretch of the imagination, but he's in a great spot. But it's not locked up. If somebody could get two winners in the playoffs, they could catch him. That's true. We the first place prize for the tour championship is like two point seven for us. Mark. Yes. Yep. Uh, okay. Is is, is are, are we settling on the rule for the tour championship now? Because we start making this rule Monday of tour championship week. Yeah, we're actually well ahead of it this time. So what I think we did yeah. last year is we took. It's not the same this year, but we'll use the same payout structure. It was basically last year. It was whatever the WGC FedEx St Jude payouts were. We doubled them. Now that doesn't exist anymore. Uh, but I think it's we have the scale somewhere. It's like two point seven million yeah. for first. Yeah, yeah, we'll have it. We'll have we'll it figured it. out. And yeah, if, you're you're gonna win. It it would take a magical, magical performance and for somebody that, to catch you. Is that the real leaderboard or your guy's shadow leaderboard, as you call it? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. What did we do last year, Jacob? Yeah. Re- I think we did the real leaderboard. Yeah, we did the real leaderboard to to reward someone who which is why I say that's why you should be saving Rory and JT and these sorts of guys that you know are likely to be inside the top five. It's strategy, boys. That's how it should be. Strategy corner from Mark Immelman. Thank you much, um, Jacob. You also found yourself an Adam. It's Svensson. You you could you are the closest to the fans. You could get them to pound sand here pretty soon. Yeah, I mean, I I guess we could. Uh, I heard Mark's expert picks. I was going to go with Davis Riley, but then I heard Mark that we're just going to take all Adams. So I went with Svensson for this. <laughs> um, you know, full-time hitter. I think we've sung his praises enough. And uh, unsurprisingly, he was on the board. I mean, practically a home game, right? Minnesota's next to Canada. Mm-hmm. There yeah, you go. Close enough. Uh, fans, Davis Riley. Mark, no surprise. Another Adam. Adam Hadwin for you. Yeah, I, I was sort of between Svensson and Hadwin on this one, and there were a few other guys I was considering as well. Um, but this one just sort of makes a whole lot of sense. And to be honest, this week with this selection, I'm just trying to get out unscathed as much as possible because I'm pretty confident for uh, Rocket Mortgage next week, Wyndham, and then the first event in the playoffs. I've got my guy earmarked, and the second I've got my guy earmarked, and then, of course, Rory in the final. So... So for me, I've just got to escape dodge without maximum okay. damage. We, we can we can figure this out right now. Who did he tell us he was playing for Rocket Mortgage? He was playing. Uh, who did you tell us, Mark? Neiman. Neiman. Neiman next week. Webb at Wyndham. Webb in the Wyndham. Uh, Memphis. I, I would say Burger, but he's kind of hurt. Are you saving Burger, Mark? Uh, I plead the fifth on that one. So yes, and then I so, think he might yeah. have John Rahm available for the BMW Championship. Well, and it's got to be somebody inside the top seventy. And then he's going to play Clearly. Rory at the at, at East Lake. I think we've got it solved. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, I'll give credit where credit's due. He played well this year. And I, I'll, I'll admit I got a little bit distracted in the middle of the year, and that cost me. But rest assured that as the event changes, don't worry. We'll, we'll make the, the the proper adjustments. But I'll give Mark credit. I'll give Mark credit. He's had a phenomenal year. Hey, I do have Brooks and Brasson and Answer and a few guys available in case the live rules change, you know. You never know. Yeah, in case Jacob says we can start picking live events at the end of the year. <laughs> You'll have those guys available to you. I'm good, yeah. Uh, all right, gents. Always a pleasure. Uh, Wednesday, betting pot. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, round by round recaps. The First Cut Pod is now a daily podcast. Uh, Producer Jacob does all the hard work behind the scenes. Mark Immelman is available on Twitter at Mark underscore Immelman. That's the coach who you can find at The Coach Rules. And you can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been The First Cut. We'll catch you next time. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.